Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by Brian McManus. I sometimes forget your name, so you're never here. This is my second appearance in like four weeks. Oh, wow, that's really good. It's 50% of the time. Actually, it is 50%. <laughs> that's quite a lot. Awesome. Brian, Brian, uh, the unit is, is I call him. I don't know if anyone else does. It's, yeah, no devs calls me that. Thanks I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Yeah. We're in an American foot. Green Bay Packers. It is indeed, yes. Good stuff. Uh, Dan Marino, I know that's the Miami Dolphins, but just thought I'd yes, mention well that. Okay. Awesome Martin. NFL knowledge there, Yes, Chris. absolutely. Uh, returning Christian Wolf. Hello. Abdel. How are we? 14 uh, weeks since I was here the last time. Uh, we're going to call you the administrator of the site. Yeah, right off like top of A start of within, what, four seconds of speaking. Christian, the administrator Wolf. That's, that sounds really like a tough guy. It sounds like a Norwegian accountant, which you're kind of. Sort of. Uh, yeah, pretty not, much. Not, sort of. Not, yeah. not far off. Uh, and as always, the freight train. Good evening. With a Boston Celtics cap on, which is basketball. <laughs> so as I believe. And <laughs> <laughs> sometimes don't know the difference. What That's are you awesome wearing, Gal? I'm wearing an Argentinian uh, Football Association f- international football strip. Nice. Thank you very much. You've got a lovely, you're rocking a, is that a like a Tommy Hilfiger, Tommy uh, Hilfiger polo shirt. Uh, He's a baseball player. It's it's. Um, I'm, I'm not. I mean, this is bought in just to drop down 21st century in, in Manhattan. So it was cheap. There you go. Let's go to Manhattan. Listen to your Vampire Weekend with your pina coladas it's and good. your. Not anymore. <laughs> other things. Uh, okay, so we should kind of talk about the competition. We had. Uh, we've been running a competition. Uh, for the last week, the brainchild of Louis McCaffrey, who deserves all the credit for it, um, randomizer. You can check it out. I don't know how long the Periscope lasts. I think there's an expiry date on Periscope. That's why I said we should have done it on Facebook Live, but whatever. Uh, so you can see the draw live. Uh, it was live at 7.15 today, which was Monday. Um, the winner is Steve Ocanevo. Yep. I'm just thinking, do you think the SFA should use that draw thing that we used? It's more like probably more fucking totally efficient. Safe. I think we should do that. Frankly, uh, more efficient than, than the stuff they do. Hot balls. Yes. And all that. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Hot balls. Uh, but no, so Steve O'Knievo, uh you've won and we'll be DMing you to get your details. Competition was very successful, I thought. Uh, made a lot of entries. A lot more than we thought. We did have a lot of people on Periscope, but that's not a reflection <laughs> of the competition. Um, and now we have to pay for the jersey. Well, there is that. It comes yeah. afterwards. I'm saying it's Louis McCaffrey's brainchild. It's right, don't you, Louis? He should pay it. Oh, you, Louis. He can sort it out. Right. Uh, Some of the entries were tremendous. So, and we should have a couple of um, mentions. Uh, Johnny Clifford, Hail Hail. 67 at Johnny Clifford Hill Hill 67 Johnny Hill Hill 67 Johnny Hill Hill he seems to have kidnapped a tiny woman in Ecuador and and yeah he he sent his um, entry in from Ecuador uh, and we very much appreciate it Um, and his also the sign had Michael Lustig something about Lustig sexy bastard yes boom but that that was that was some job and they were huge in Ecuador which is good yeah, and also uh, your boy, Ryan, Ryan Clark, who yep. you did a feature with. We should still kind of punt that feature. Yeah, um, he did a football without the fans on Bohemians, which is fantastic. And he listened to the pod in Chicago while watching uh, Bayern Munich versus AC Milan. Great stuff. I believe that was part of the International Champions Cup Cup tournament, which which Celtic are also part of. So that's great. Um, I get as what you say. He's trying to turn my foot. It's broke. It's, it's broke. Throw off the ground, and it might 
But with entries from all over the world when you think about it. So we've yeah. Ecuador, America. We had Australia. We had an Australian in America. There you go. That's quick. Who was that? Uh, it's Alex. Somebody. Alex. Alex. The morning listening. A dog. A dog. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, we we did. Uh, it was all, it was very random, but people would have if, she, if she'd won it would have been completely legitimate. But <laughs> yeah, and she would definitely have been paying postage and packaging for that. Good right. <laughs> um, but so yeah, thanks everyone for getting involved, and I'm sure we're going to do it more more throughout the season. I think next time we're um, it's a Norway shirt, isn't it? 1936 vintage Norway. Top. Right, don't want to scare the punters off you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I suggested the pink top, but Louis thought to be great. Was football a thing in Norway in 1936? I, I think we're pretty much the, one of the best teams in the world in 1936. You, you can say that because a we have no Norwegian <laughs> football. <laughs> B, we're not going to Google it because we can't be <laughs> yeah. bothered. Just Google Norway 1946 Olympics football. This is, this is why you're the administrator, though. You know. Yeah. All that, all hey that knowledge. Just, that's, that's <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone. If you want a nickname, uh, just tweet us and I'll sort you out with a nickname because apparently that's what I do. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, thanks for getting involved. I uh, just want to thank everyone for for listening in general. Over the last couple of months, we've really had a lot of. Um, a lot of feedback from, from, from the podcast and a lot of people listening. And it sort of ties in since I came back. Just want to leave that there. And it, since Christian left. Um, yeah, well, there you go. that's actually a better point. Well yeah, done. This is probably... Do, look, that fan podcast in uh, Istanbul is still wanting me, so, yeah. you know, this... Yeah, this well, still we're still in negotiations. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, thanks everyone for lift- listening. We genuinely do appreciate it. We are focused more on football than the politics of football at the time. We do have a feature podcast that... We would actually do, would like to do a feature, which is never going to fucking happen. Let's be honest. We've done tree, tree, yeah, tree. tree. Are you from? We're doing a feature pod about trees and football. Um, no, so we we would like to get the feature podcast back in, on the go, and we do want to talk, do one about like politics and stuff. And there's so, so many different sexism in football as well. We've got a lot of ones we'd like to focus on, but just a basic podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. We really do appreciate it, and yeah, we just want to talk about football. Don't get paid for this, and you know, where is, is it, where is it going with this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a heart to heart. Why don't you start with topic one? Because you're kind of rambling now. I thought. So I just want again, just thank everybody. <laughs> no. Okay, so competition winner is covered. Thanks for listening. Is covered. Johnny Clifford being in Uruguay is covered. Friendly Ecuador. Before we get to before we get to the Astana game. Yeah. What? He's in Ecuador. He's not in Uruguay. I didn't see Uruguay. You did? He's in Ecuador. Did I just see Uruguay? Yeah. I have no fucking idea where that came from. It's bizarre. What's uh, your favourite South American country, Kieran? <laughs> Ecuador. Uh, Sash did a song about Ecuador that bet some money has got in 12 inch. Can't uh, yeah. You? Um, yeah. That's right, I remember that. Uh, I could open up the podcast with that, but I really don't want to. <laughs> oh, you should. Awful. That'd be great. No, no. Um, some shit eating the man instead. <laughs> before we get to the Astana game. Uh, just kind of quick point on friendlies. Uh, this obviously open this up if you've got if you have people want to tweet it and maybe start a discussion about it. Uh, we watched Barcelona and we will kind of talk about that a little, a little bit more in detail. But friendly games do get derided in a lot of way, but sometimes you can learn stuff from them. I, what's your? Does anyone have a specific? I'll, I'll give you mine first, just to start off. My first specific favourite friendly game when I think about friendly games is the Ryan Giggs testimonial where Celtic won 4-3 Maravchik scored uh, Sutton battered Beckham 
it was it was tremendous. Lennon scored at Old Trafford. Um, even though it was a friendly, it was a game that genuinely, um, yeah, it was great. It was a good, really good workout. Showed where we were. Brian, have you anyone stick out for you? Um, Celtic AZ Alkmaar at Celtic Park a few years ago. I think Dick Advocat was a coach of Alkmaar, and it was like a Thursday night or something stupid. Um, and they gave it free on the season book because I think Celtic had no home cup games that season. Um, and I think I ended up going, and I th- it's the lowest crowd possibly on record at Celtic Park. Um, it was a terrible game. I'm not actually saying this is my favourite friendly. Um, but Martin Rasmussen was a standout, um, and we lost. <laughs> Positive way to start the podcast. Totally. Christian? Yeah, I think my first ever game I went to, I think this, this is um, Lillestrom Liverpool in 1990, just after Liverpool uh, become league champions. I still have the flag saying Liverpool, 1989-90 league champions, and I think it was a nil-nil draw, and Liverpool haven't won the league since. So, so David Hay kicking about that day? He just won the league with... Yes, he'd won the league in November the year before. I was actually talking about David Hay on, on Twitter. David Hay managed in Norway. David Hay went in Norway. Oh, yeah, he won the league. Yeah. I don't know that. Oh, that's, you know, that's interesting. It's um, known as the 1-0 championship because Lillestrom just won 1-0. They scored 31 goals in 22 games. We all know that famous... Uh, uh, Phrase a uh, boring, boring Lillstrom. <laughs> yeah, boring one. It's actually the same time as boring, boring Arsenal. So yeah, one nil to the Lillstrom. <laughs> Kieran, anyone come to mind or? No, to be honest, friendlies are never really that exciting to watch. At times, it's they kind of get a bit dull. So there's none that. Kieran doesn't stay in the friend zone. No, you know? yeah. uh, he's straight out competitive action. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. None of nothing snap out. Let's get a wee bit of exercise. No, let's just get tore into the hard football. <laughs> <laughs> Christian literally uh, lolling um, There was a Legends game with Celtic and Man U It was before the Petrov one um, It was a sellout and I think it was live on STV I don't know what chat, it was like Oxfam or something like was that Was that the one where the guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire and that played in it? The, the, the Scouse actor, he's fantastic uh, I I'm embarrassed. So. I Gerard Butler it. played, Larson Danny played Gale? Um, is his name Danny Graham? I'll find he's in uh, Al Capone and no, his name's Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Stephen something Steven is it not? Gale, it something Stephen Graham. Graham. I think Graham. that's it. Yeah, that's no, that it. wasn't a legend. That was was that, not the, that was the Petrov. No, no, it was one before the Petrov game. It was Celtic Man United, and uh, it was a sellout, sixty odd thousand. Um, it was live on. I'm sure it was ITV put it out live, um, and it was actually just a really good atmosphere and stuff. And it was it was actually cracking. Gerard Butler is a terrible, terrible footballer. Stephen Graham. Um, born in Kirby, Kirk- Kirkby. Kirby's a place in Liverpool as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily yeah. completely. Yeah. No, um, no, he's great. Um, yeah, there you go. So n- friendlies, you know, Celtic played in that game against Barcelona. We got got a good workout. Also lost bet on, which leads me into the importance of bet on in the Astana game. It's not really. It's very a very tenacious link, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but. We'll start with Christian. Christian, you watched the game. Not everyone. It was unfortunately not everyone got the chance to because a three pm kickoff. Had a day off. Still on my holiday. Of course, you did. Because um, you were in Sweden. I was in Sweden, but then I was back uh, that day. But then, for some um, apparently, there um, you know it's, it's a lot easier getting these <coughs> illegal streams on the iPad now. So not that I watched them, but I watched the game. Um, so in terms of a Stana game. I think, in one sentence, I think it's a very good result. I think Celtic was a little bit lucky to get that result. And I think they need to sharpen up defensively uh, for this week if, if they're going to get through. 
Why do you think Celtic were lucky? I think, well, to go through the match, I think they started... Well, maybe you missed it behind that. Um, Rodgers is obviously... I think he's identified as 3-5-2 attacking and then 4-4-2 defensively formation as the one that fits uh, the Celtic players he has at the moment best, which is fine. And I think, in, especially in terms of the domestic league, I think that makes sense. Uh, you know, part of the problem that Dallas has was to, was to break down teams. I think that makes sense as well. I think it's a formation that when you go away to Europe, especially when you're trying to drill this formation that a lot of players are obviously not that used to, when you try to put that into a European game that early on, I thought that was a little bit, maybe not naive, but I think there was a bit risky going with that. I would have wanted to see Bitton play. I think that was a perfect game for Bitton because it's the kind of game where Okay, Bitton, you criticize him for not passing the ball that quickly, but that, in the kind of game like this, it's kind of you want to hold the ball, you want to control it. Um, I would like to see them just play a flat four and play just one out of Griffiths and Dembele. So I thought they were a bit, it could have potential to be a bit open. I think Celtic started well, but then I think they lost control of the game in the first half uh, when they go behind. I think they were lucky not to go too behind at the start of the second half, but then I think Rodgers did well. So I think he recognized that. He put Bitton on. He uh, Forrest came in as well. So it ended up being a more traditional 4-3-3. And they got really got back into the game more and more. Um, the goal was, you know, excellent work by Roberts and, and a good strike by Griffiths. But Tenacious. Tenacious. But even then, it's it starts with a overhead pass that Roberts just chases up. So that was their own Celtics' only shot on target as well. And just to jump in with a stat, to uh, you're not jumping in, you're continuing. I'm your continuing. You, you just have the to only stop guy that if you want to say himself. <laughs> um, Celtic let in well conceded seven shots on target. That's more than any game last season, and that's I think that's understandable because it's a very uh, both uh, uh, unexperienced defense and it has F in it. But it kind of shows that if you know, they can't keep conceding that many shots on target and not creating that many because they only had one shot on target. So, yeah. so I think Rogers did well to turn around. Very good result. That should see them through. But I thought there was a little bit lucky to get that result. Hashtag uh, Ronnie for life. Point along. I want to make, though, you, you started that by saying, um, you know, by playing that formation, a bit of naivety, you know, maybe compounded, not compounded, but, you know, the fact is he's went in with, uh, took a risk. So ultimately, it's a risk that's paid off. I, I think he wants to drill that formation because he thinks it's the best, which it's it's fine. But as I've said on this pod many times, I think those six games you start the Champions League with, if, you, if you're lucky enough to get six, shouldn't be seen as the first games of the new season. It should be seen as the last games of the previous season because there, there's such a tightrope. Anything can happen in one of those games. Well, so, so, and then when you try to bring in new players or new formation... You can, com- if you have a slightly bad day, you can compound on that and just have one result that that kicks you out. I, I, th- I think, sorry to jump in, but I think the po- I, I I do agree with that to an extent. But uh, see, at the same time, there isn't going to be one. There's nobody can come in and wave a magic wand, and that squad, from a morale point of view, were gubbed, and they still are recovering from that. I also think that if Johansson was fit, that Johansson probably was available because I think he was. His, Wife's given birth is what I'm led to I, believe. I, I, yeah, he, yeah, he came at that just a couple of days ago. Um, so, I mean, if Johansson was fit, I think Johansson probably would have at least been in the squad. Um, I think if, um, you know, obviously you get Ambrose there. Well, do you know what? We'll talk about Ambrose 
I think he deserves his own section. Uh, Make but, it a feature pod. Yeah, Brian. Um, I'll come to you, Karen, in a second. But Brian, just in general, you d- you didn't you didn't see the game overall. Um, nope. But what are what what have you thought of Dembele? Because someone was it, I think it was Jinty Keith said compared them to Amido Baldi. How just how he started? Was it? I thought that was you. No, I I'm not an arsehole. All right, no, so, I saw it later on. Um, I'm not joking, Keith. I think uh, people need to give him a bit of time. He's still very very young. It's. Uh, I think he's a great signing, loads of potential, but I think people need to realise that that's what we've got just now. He's not going to come in and be a, a superstar straight away. Um, one of my mates I was speaking to who was at, I think it was maybe the Leicester game, apparently loads of Celtic fans were on about him, were giving Dembele dogs abuse. Um, I don't know why this is still, as much as I can see Kieran's, uh, Christian's point about you know this being a con- these games being a kind of continuation of last season, the players are still recovering from having X number of weeks off and they need to get up to speed again. Dembele, I think, will be good. But um, I think we just need to realise he is young. He's coming into a new team, um, playing with you know loads of new players, and uh, he just needs a bit of time. Kieran, you hate him. You're rebuttal. <laughs> I don't hate him at all. I'm the same way. <laughs> that was the what you were saying in the public Saturday, by the way, I tell you. Nah, he's just, he's just need, to be honest, I think the one thing he really needs is a goal. He needs a, a kind of conference boost. Um his hold up play is very good. He's very strong and powerful. Um, and he can run with the ball. It's just he's finishing at times. I, I, well, I think it was the um, going back to the Imps game. There was a couple of times where he took touches when he should have probably just took taking the strike first time and would have probably had a better shot. Whereas he was taking more touches and then he was getting kind of getting bogged down in amongst the defence. Scoffing so, at chances as well. Yeah. So I mean, just. Yeah. But then after that's been the conference. He's, too, he's not. He's not confident enough to take it first time because he's scared if he fires it. 10 yards wide people get his back but that's something you just need to try first you need to need to get out of your system and try the kind of squaff shots the ones that are going to go wide and everything like that do that just now yeah. so that you get out of your system and then once you start getting a goal you can because I mean as we see it now it does seem as if it's going to be a three-five-two. so Dembele is going to be one of the two because you've only got Griffiths Dembele and Shifty just now and Shifty's starting to put in a bit of work as well. Oh, he He's is. starting to kind of show it's weird that. Is that. He is actually putting a shift in, which... Shifty. But the good thing is, with, the, with him and, him and Dembele are quite similar because they're the ones that kind of hold up play, the ones who are strong. And then Griffiths is the one who run. Who run. So he's a kind of total opposite, whereas he runs in behind the defence, whereas those two would rather bolt your feet, hold it up, muscle it about a bit, and then maybe lay off these people. Yeah, I so think the two of them, Griffiths with either one of them, does seem like it could be good. But again, like you said, like I was saying, this is just kind of it's pre-season. It's Rogers is now starting to get his kind of philosophy through. So once those two have more time, like a couple of weeks, months in the line, they could maybe form a much better partnership, which could come to fruition and get lots of goals. So yeah. not that game should Dembele not get a penalty in their standing game. Uh, that game get, uh, I seen a, I seen a highlight of it. I don't it looked a penalty. But. I'll bring you in, in a second, Christian, because we need to go look, kind of look at our midfield, but. Kieran, you make a good point about Dembele. When I think about someone holding the ball up, I know it's not really fair to compare a 20-year-old who's not had a lot of experience with Chris Sutton, for example. Chris Sutton was the master at holding the ball up. What what Chris Sutton used to do is he was so intelligent. When, when he was holding the ball up, you had Larson run one way, and you also had Petrov. Petrov was the last attacking midfielder we had who would run beyond the strikers. We don't have anywhere anyone close. I mean, that's probably what Armstrong's role should be. Um, and as someone who's a massive Armstrong 
fan, he really needs to, you know, put it up a notch or he's going to find himself... He's been so much better, though, since he's been moved inside. You can see that that's his natural position. I don't know what Christian's thought on it, but I thought he was dreadful against Astana. I thought he he looked like a little boy lost. He didn't want the ball. I also thought McGregor, who we've been bumming up since the start of the season about how he's probably our first name in the team sheet. A lot of people have, not just us, um, first name in the team sheet. But Armstrong and McGregor look lost. It's also for Armstrong... As I, as I go back to, um, that formation requires Armstrong sort of, it seems to be a uh, wide left midfielder when they're defending, and then some slightly tucked in central attacking midfielder when they're, when, when um, Celtic is attacking. So I think we talk about, Brian was talking about everything, you know, we're not quite up to speed with the formation and it'll be better. Totally agree. I think, you know, that's, you need to work on a formation, a new one with new players around you, especially for somebody like Griffiths is a new role. Armstrong as well to to play that and, and Tierney as well if if he's going to be sort of a, a half a wing back, but I go out to the point whereas you haven't had much time. So what do you? I would have done revert back to in those Champions League games. Just play the system that you know because that would I think overall increase your chances of getting through. Um, so that's why I'm. I was a bit surprised he went with the same formation he basically started at home against Lincoln Red Imps and he went away to Kazakhstan and did the same formation. If it was me, I would have just gone 4-3-3, bit on and just one out of Griffiths and Dembele. But I, I do say that with the f- I know the fact that Brendan Rodgers has probably f- forgot more about football than I'll ever know. And always he's, he's a manager and he, he knows what he's doing, but I just think... You're seeing it with the benefit of hindsight as well. Yeah, and he also looked at Ronnie's two Champions League qualifiers. The first one was just all over the place. Um, in terms of formation on new players and everything. The second one was actually up until <laughs> injury time uh, against Malmö at home, which Sermanis TV knows all too well. Uh, it was a really controlled, professional five games up until that. And I think that's because he'd learned from last year, like, you know, you just have to play it safe. And even then he did sort of change his... He really he'd put Mulgrew on left back, he put Shifty on top. And even those changes, I thought maybe like, kind of true Celtic a bit off balance I think this whole new system with new players and these really important matches is, is a bit of a risk yeah however but it is working I mean look at the result he got well he was well it might well work as well and that's not to say you can play uh, whatever system you want and almost whatever uh, players you might want and they might have a good day and they might perform well you know because it's, it's talking about four games you have to do well to go to go through on six but, games six games well, yeah, the first two you shouldn't really have to buy it for. Well, we almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I think looking at you know those stats, I think Celtic was lucky because they were dominated in terms of shots conceded. But and as we've already as well. established, stats aren't worth a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> However, as well, then Love the, the, the more worrying thing is with that three five, the kind of three five two formation that played away, it sounded very offensive, especially when you had. Like Armstrong and McGregor were kind of in the middle behind the front two with Roberts in the wing and Tierney when offensive was pushing left. It was such an offensive formation, we only created one chance. Now that's a bit more of a worry as well. And it didn't really, I mean, and it kind of got created out of nowhere because it's basically just Roberts tenacious that, but that, still, no, that but hunts it up. See, see, but it's not like it's a good uh, attacking play, it's just a long ball punted up and the defender basically should just. I, I, think, with, I think with these games. I, I get what you're saying, Christian. I get what you're saying. Um, but I think anyone would have taken a, a, a draw in Kazakhstan. I'm, I'm not, a, like, a, the result a, a is very good. High scoring draw. 
I, I, the result is, is is very good, and I think it's credit to Rogers that he turned it around. But Celtic was a lot better when they played four three three with Bitton on it and just Griffiths on top. I, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I think I think you're right. I think that the main point that I I, I kind of want to make is uh, we've been we after the Red Imps game, um, we absolutely slated Bitton, um, rightly so. He got a lot of criticism that yeah. he frankly deserved. But I thought he came on, and as you say. Uh, we wanted just possession football. We wanted to keep the ball longer than them. If we've got the ball, they can't score. And Bitton, I, I thought when he came on, the game changed. And it's weird how I, I know Bitton was dreadful, and I think in the last part of last season he didn't do himself any favors. But I think if you look at all those at least central midfielders uh, Celtic have, including Armstrong, including Hansen, Neil Bitton was probably the best player or at least the, the biggest talent of, of in, in terms of an all-round player so, so not to start him even though he had a, a, a home against the Red Imps is fine you don't need bit on there but away to Astana I think you kind of need him yeah, yeah I think we all said before he didn't deserve his place in the team I mean it's again with hindsight he came on and I heard they took off I think he replaced Dembele is that right um, yeah. and that changed the game yeah. but Beton hadn't been performing well and hadn't been for most of the last well the, most of the latter part of last season so I don't think I think don't think he deserved a place in the team, and I still think he, he needs to step it up. I, I thought that um, Tierney had a tough first half. Um, I thought he was exposed at times, but still just looked a little bit, you know, unsure. Second half, very, very composed, very um, professional. I think that comes from a his talent, but it also comes from maybe a word in, in his ear from Rogers at half time just to say, "Look, you're doing okay." It wouldn't have been, I think, it would be more of a fact of he's, he's playing in the correct position, the back four. In the first half, he's part of that. He's not even part of the back three. He's kind of the wing back that's got to be very offensive, bad defensive. So that's a different role he's had to play from what he had last year. But in the second half, if it was back the back four, that's his position as a left well, it was, back. It wasn't, back four, it, was, it wasn't a back four till about the 70th minute. So he still had a good 20-odd minutes where he was, we were still playing that formation. And I'm not saying that... Like this three five two formation is not the right one, and there will be a period of you know the Celtic have to adapt to that, and there have to be a period where you know players like Tierney and uh, and Armstrong and Griffith goes through like a, a change because they have to get used to it. What I'm saying is, don't try and introduce it away to Astana, in which is probably your second most important game of the season. Um, another point I'll kind of but you didn't let me finish my point. Oh, fucking got on with it. That's an excellent point. Um, no, I just think that it, it shows uh, Tierney's uh, adaptable. He's clearly ta- we know he's talented, but to see that you're you know to look at your you know your position as we mentioned James Forrest a couple of times last season when he's in a situation where he takes the fullback on and he can't beat the fullback for pace a lot of the time he throws his hands up to say well, I don't really know what to do now, um, and that's not down to James Forrest necessarily. It's just to do with him being having a lack of certain skills to actually beat the guy. I just want to make this one one point before you you come in, you, you snarky bastard. You. <laughs> I'm only joking. You're terrific. Snarky is that what? Yeah, it's a big um, word for him. It's a big <laughs> word. So it's only five letters. S N A R K six letters. Um, you mean I've lost my chain? I thought. Have to take over. No, just clearly it was very good. And it shows how talented he is that he can adapt. And it shows... I do think Brendan Rodgers would have said to him, look, you're doing very well. Because the guy that he was up against, the guy who looked like Mr. T, <laughs> he was fucking dreadful. 
Now, he, did you see when he did, he was very he was very. Do you think, like, you think he'll play in the 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 game at Celtic Park? I, I pet the fool who doesn't pick him. I tell you. I'll probably like scared to go on the plane and stuff. No, see, I knew you were trying to make an eighteen joke, so I made one for you. <laughs> but the point I make is, you see when he tried to do the he tried to do the kind of wee flick over Tierney, um, and Tierney just stood and the ball bounced. Tierney takes the ball and the guy goes down holding his face, like it's just. This is leading to the point that um, the team that we played in the second qualifiers last year, the um, Carabag. Twenty times better than this team, you think? Absolutely. I, uh, before the game, I kind of looked at it and I said, I don't think it's it's such a comparable opponent because if you look at the coefficient UEFA one, other sort of rankings, Astana and Karabag is about the same. It's about the same journey. It's about the same climate. Apparently, you know, the teams were playing kind of the same way. And obviously, it's the second round, which we made Carabag, uh, third round, sorry, that Celtic faced Carabag last season as well. So I thought that, you know, that's an actual good yardstick in terms of how it's going to be. But I think, I, I, I agree. I think in terms of that Carabag, when, especially when they come to Celtic Park, they looked very good on the ball, very controlled, and very composed. I think this team is, it looks like they're a bit more of a, they're a bit more dangerous on the counter. Basically, whereas if you shot up, shot up against Carabag, they, they couldn't do much against you. Just looking at some of the stats on the BBC website, it says here now. Obviously, Seth's the stat guy, and you know stats yourself. Do you have stats? Because it says here. Oh, don't get me started on the BBC stats. Fifty-fifty possession. I don't know what it is because they've one shot. No, we, we each the, had one shot and one shot. Don't worry, gal. That, that's not that's not the real stats. <laughs> do you have the real stats? Uh, on top of my head. Um, uh, Astana had 14 shots, 7 on target. Celtic had 7 shots and 1 on target. That's and I the think BBC, Celtic, I only watched the first couple of minutes <laughs> of the game. And Celtic had 52% possession. I don't know what's up with the BBC stats. I really hope they uh, just put them up for the SPVFL games. They don't particularly care. So you have to go to like soccerway, UEFA.com. You know. but there, 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 are ways, there are ways on the black market to get these stats. No, I know that. Soccerway, <laughs> I should have went yeah. there. I apologise. See, um, in terms of the game, though, do you not think, it, again, it's a mentality issue with Celtic away in Europe? Because you've got your players, Scott Brown, you're looking for your captain to, to lead, and Celtic don't seem to have any composure when they go away in Europe. Well, you're asking, I think we've got a couple of questions about Scott Brown in general, but, but I think in, I think in general, what my point about the formation and everything is that if you keep playing that game over again, you're going to lose because you, know, you can see that many shots and so on, but in essence, you just have to do everything you can to get through the Champions League so qualifiers. And, and a lot of this is actually about momentum. So I think what was very good last week was that Celtic came back from a goal down and got a really good result. Because that's, that's the kind of self, self-fulfilling momentum that you kind of you get a result like that. And actually, yeah, that's good. And you kind of a little bit more belief, you know, Rodgers did the right substitutions and so on. So that can, that's the kind of thing that can create a little spark that I think was so not just a good result. But I think the way the result came about was... Actually, very good for Celtic. Kieran um, O'Connell. Uh, very. You didn't see the whole game, though, did you? Um, didn't see any of it. Any of it. Uh, did you check the highlights, like I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I got the that. But I've heard a few reports that he played very well. My 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 take on it is um, a lot of people, a lot of reports saying he was fantastic. And then I've seen some reports that were saying he was okay. 
And he slated them. Uh, there was pe- no, there was a couple of people There's who not many slated. That's a bonus. You don't want to be slated if you're no. Well, okay, I'm, it's not performing. Beside F. Ambrose, they look like a fucking Nestor fucking Sensini, but um, not Nestor Sensini. Um, if I had a decent day, he wasn't. Well, he made that one, the one shot where he the ball. He kicked yeah. the ball straight in the air. It's it all bounced. relative, though. It's all relative. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not, that's not. <laughs> but anyway, O'Connell, um, I'll just give you my kind of brief thoughts on it. Um, 20 year old, so it's obviously an intimidating situation. As you said yourself, Christian, it's a new formation. Everyone's sort of maybe unsure. So to go on there, to only concede one away, go away from home when they had 14 shots, it's a credit to them. However, I thought that. For for whatever reason, Astana didn't press Celtic. Astana played off Celtic, um, which meant that he probably had more time on the ball. And with that time, I thought his um, uh, how he what you call it um, spread the ball about his um, distribution. Distribution. I thought his distribution was poor at times. Um, I also thought there was a tackle just at the beginning of the second half where he. The ball breaks and they're attacking down our right hand side, and he goes to ground and he, it's a full blooded tackle. Everyone was turning around in the pub when I was watching it, saying, Oh, what a brilliant tackle! And I looked at my dad and I was like, That was a really, really lucky tackle. It was it was just very, very lucky. Now, uh, you could sit, you could you could look here, we could sit here, and we could, you know, no, take, I, I, I'm not going to take everything away from him because it was he's very good in the air, he's quite he, he attacks the ball very well, um, and he had a great performance, but he should. If everyone's fit, he won't be in the squad. No, I, well, I, I agree. I think, considering his age and the circumstances, he had a, a more, more than decent game. I don't think. Yeah, it, I think it was outstanding. Yeah. I'll agree with that. He didn't really have any huge mistake. He does lose. It's, it's he's the one who loses his marker for the goal. But I think you know everything. Considering that's this more than satisfactory performance. But I agree with you. He's. I. I think he'll be fine as the fourth or fifth choice centre half and I think it'll be good for him to get more games because that's the only way he's going to learn um, but and I kind of agree with the, the tackle you said in the stand in, in the game against on Saturday against Barcelona for the third goal he does the same thing and he goes into a tackle almost at the halfway round yeah. line where he I think he actually wins the ball but he kind of completely puts himself out of out, out, yeah. out the play the ball goes over the top and it's passed into the middle. Okay, fair enough. True F his legs. But it's basically, um, I can't remember the goal scorer now, but that that, would, that should have been O'Connell spaced. And he was just 10, 15 yards back because he was sprinting back because he's basically done this slight tackle on, at the halfway line. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, Ryan Clark, uh, your, your your buddy, uh, Brian, um, who <laughs> said that uh, last week he thought, I think it was last week he, he mentioned that, he, he commented that he thought we were being a bit harsh on O'Connell. Um, and, and you know, O'Connell looks—he looks—he looks like he could be a decent player. I don't think he's anywhere close enough to being good for Celtic. Um, but let's not take that performance no. away from him. He's, he's had that game away in Europe. I, I would play O'Connell ahead of Ayer just now because he is a more established centre half and he is older and he kind of knows the position. Ayer maybe have a bigger potential as centre half. Yeah, through his career, but just now I think O'Connell should play in front of Brian. Him. What your I mean, I mean um, your kind of thoughts on O'Connell and then. <coughs> F. Ambrose. <laughs> I think O'Connell's come in and um, he's another one of these boys you think or hope is going to be uh, great for Celtic and turn out to be a uh, a long term asset. Um, he's 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 not good enough. I don't think. I think he is decent. His distribution is really really poor. Um, 
his decision making is is poor at times. Taking into account he is still very very young. Um, however, I think last year he was out on loan and I think got a lot of games. Um, he, did, he didn't actually get that many games. We did we did the thing last week. He didn't play that many games. He's only played, I think, ten professional games for Celtic. Um, for Celtic and. He went on loan to um, down down south. Did they not go on loan to a League of Ireland club? And he only played five games. Oh, did he? Right, yeah. well, I mean, he's still very young, so um, I don't think long-term he's, he's the answer, but I think as a stopgap just now, he's, he's decent enough. Because um, they're, they're saying that um, what Ryan was saying, and thanks for the input, is that he was a um, Gaelic footballer. Yeah, he played Gaelic football, and I think that's what a lot of them did. I know Darren Ruddy was the same, play Gaelic football and play basketball, and it's very varied, quite Scandinavian in a lot of ways about how they play more than just one sport, whereas we just play football. Fair so, um, Effie, we'll get to the second leg of of what our, what we think our lineups should be. Um, are we not discussing if we were just letting that go or what? No, but no, but this if he's going to lead lead into like lead into it, right? <laughs> just just Effie, Effie Ambrose. Yeah, is he needs to go? Like, uh, do you know what's really annoying me this week? Is this loving this Effie Ambrose loving from? Oh, he's a nice guy and don't be. He's got a hell of a walk. Don't like just feel sorry for him and stuff. And um, he's a complete liability. He shouldn't be anywhere near a Celtic jersey. And uh, the sooner we get rid of him, the better. For his own sake as well. That sounded like a threat, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after this game... <laughs> um, Kieran, thoughts on Effie? Yeah, I mean, at times he can play a game and he can do the simple things and he looks a good footballer. But there's just... It's a ticking time bomb. You just know there's going to be one disaster yeah. and it's it's going to be quite fatal at times um, you can't have that with a, a footballer especially a defender you can't have that one where you're just the back of your mind you're just paranoid he's going to do something um, and he just he doesn't seem to learn his mistake. I mean the own goal I guess, was, I guess Barcelona it was, it's a hard one because it's one of those ones where the ball's coming across and a defender you're wanting to um, intercept it However, he's obviously, his awareness has not been sharp because at the time he had Suarez and Suarez had actually run in front of him. So Suarez was away past him. So if he'd noticed Suarez was there, then he wouldn't have had, there would have been nobody behind him. Um, you could put a little bit of blame on Gordon as well because Gordon should be aware of what's in front of him. So he should be shouting, leave it. Maybe he did though. He did. 100%. Effie's right. <laughs> death. Um, as well. <laughs> that, that, he needs to get that checked out. Totally. For yeah. As soon as he goes to represent Nigeria at gymnastics in Rio, the better it is for everybody. The, be- the, the sooner the better. Um, in fact, is he not away at Olympics then? No. Well, he can't be if it starts on Friday. He's, he's denied. He's, he's, I don't think he's been chosen. There was rumours that he had been chosen um, set out by Brendan yeah, Rodgers. started that rumour. Yeah. <laughs> you started that rumour. I, I think, uh, I'll bring your opinion in, in a little bit, Chris, but I think one of the <laughs> One of the main lovings, uh, the reasons for the loving is um, Boyata's worse. No, it's not. No. Nobody's no, no, that, worse. No, no, I no. don't know if I've ever seen a worse centre-half than that, Effie Ambrose. That, that's what I, th- I think a lot of people think Boyata is worse. So what people, in my opinion, the reason people like Effie is because he's been here for so long. And he's been a good... And it's that whole good servant thing. And I'm not saying he's not been a good servant because he has, but... He hasn't. That's the problem. He uh, has just playing for or just being part of the squad. 
isn't worth this just effie loving that we're getting just now. I mean, former uh, Arsenal defender Gordon Marshall's brother, Scott Marshall. There you go. There we go. Hey, what's your <laughs> That's a bit privacy. Yeah, good servant. Yeah, I, I think it's better for everyone that if it goes, having it, it's strange how they've ended up having to rely on him. <laughs> in, in terms of uh, just in, in the whole transfer market, because you, you know, Bayata was injured, uh, Joseph was injured. They obviously didn't want Mulgrew there anymore because they didn't renew his Yay! contract. Um, so you were only ever. Okay, so maybe you were just said get me Colotori. Um but there was always a chance if you if you didn't get him in fast enough, you're gonna rely on him, which also happened in the end. I think FA's I think everything has been said that you do I, I would say that he's 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 a strange player in that I think he's he's not a bad player in terms of most of his game. It's just this attribute he has to completely blow up in the worst possible times because we talked about this before you can go six seven games and he's steady as a rock no problem and then suddenly he just goes i don't what i don't the fuck? see, see I, I think you, i think if you said that last season i don't think he can go two games now i think it's, I, I think, I think, I think it's did, got it did last season at, yeah. the, at the turn of the year six I, I, seven I think, games I think, I think i think you're right but i, but think I got a question I think for you got if colatori is ready um midweek do you play effort or do you play o'connell why well, i'll go first Okay, put no, my well, on the line. I would play F. But Tony's not available. We didn't register him. Aye, we did. We did. He yeah. completely he's, he's the wild card. He was the wild card of the weekend. He's, he's available. But can you do that in the, in the middle of between well, the two? two I'm the administrator. John, John, I'm the administrator. I say, John, John Coco is good to play at the Barca game and said he's been left yeah. behind, but he's available for yeah. Wednesday. But then they're not going to say the fact of he wasn't playing. Don't fight the UEFA rules. He's not sharp enough yet. So he's no, not had a game yet. No, but, but, but that's that. So what? What? what hypothetical question, question. Hypothetical question. He takes everything so literally. He's a man of passion, Christian. He's a freight train. He crashes through everything with passion. Simple, not so, fantasy. Right. And in, in, in all seriousness, why don't we focus on on the second leg? Okay. So we second, just, just like, it's totally ignoring like, oh, his question. No, no, no. That 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 brings that right, brings a question. That brings yeah. a question. If, if, it, yeah. if you're gonna, it's got a segue. That's why yeah. it's the that's yeah. why it's tenacious segue. And the most important was. question of that segue going into the, the the second leg is: Is Eric going to be fit? That was quite. Um, Eric's going to be fit. Uh, yeah. uh, Kieran was a sassy black woman there. Yeah, you the couldn't see that, but that was the whole thing. That was yeah. So, Kieran, going into it's one each. It's poised. Technically, if you look at it from this point of view, we are the ones heading through. We so are through just now, yeah. We are through. Um, Sounds so a bit like Maribor. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We should have we should have scored a couple in Maribor. But see, Maribor away is probably... People talk about how bad um, Malmo was. But Maribor away, we should have won about 2 or 3 nil. But so players letting Ronnie down again. Yeah, players letting Ronnie down again. Um, so, Kieran, heading into that game, uh, we're one each... Um, we won't necessarily discuss. Actually, well, we can start with how do you go about the game? Do you go at them, or do you sit back, or do you just let the game play out and deal with it as it lies? I, I think we we look to control and dictate the play as we should do at Parkhead. Spoken like a class piece of class. That's control and we dictate. Don't, we don't, we like don't need to go gun go because we've got the way go. We don't want to defend. We don't want to defend and invite them on to us because then that could just cause panic in defence. Because we know our defence is a bit fragile at times, so it's better keeping the ball in midfield, towards the front, away from the defence. Um, I think I think he'll line up the way he like. I was going to say, what system game. does he play? 
Hmm? What system would you? Play? He's going to go three five two. I can't. I, I can't. I can't see why he would go so offensive away from home mm. and be more defensive at home. That just wouldn't make sense. You'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Um, and um, I think you can think of the way you can see is the way they performed in that position, that formation away from home wasn't very good. They can perform better than that, so he'll see that as a chance at home. Um, and I, I think I think he'll line up pretty much the same way. The only question is. Will he will he go with the the two up top with Dembele and Griffiths and not have Biton, or will he go like a four three three? Oh no, I won't. Depends if Biton is. I'll start up there with Biton. But, but I, I think if Biton is injured, that might make his choice. Biton, for Biton him. looks like he's going to miss it. There's talk that he's done. Uh, I can't remember what the exact injury was, but it might be for. Well, he said that he's going to try his best to be available, but. As far as I'm aware, it looks like he's going to be out for at least that game. Whether he misses Sunday, we, we don't know. Then, so let, let's that, count Bitton as being out. This then point. the interesting part is, will Johansson slip in to the first eleven now that he's available? Obviously, he's had his week off now, kind of like his uh, paternity leave now that obviously he's part. He'll be knackered, am I right, Christian? Eh? Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's another Norwegian child born in Scotland. I just realised. Uh, what are you doing? Kieran's making a comment. Yeah, but that was like an epiphany there. It's just we're all going to be talking Norwegians. We're going to have, we're going to have a great national team in about seventeen years. Yeah. On you go, Kim. Um, so I'm not too sure whether Johansson will go in instead of Dembele. Or will, I, I could see Johansson get in replacing either Armstrong or McGregor. Right. So more so, more so Armstrong since he struggled a bit more. How how would you there? play it? Right. This isn't necessarily going to be how he Ronnie's going to do it. Um, Ronnie, oh God, oh wish. <laughs> how Brendan's going to do it? Um, how would you do it? How would you line up? With no bit on. And let's say no Sviachenko, because it, it seems really unlikely. Just yeah. for fun. Well, the, yeah. back, <laughs> if it, the back three would speak itself, it would be Lustig, Effie and O'Connell, because there's just no deal. What? I've got two of them. Kieran doesn't think he's played enough games. Kieran he doesn't, doesn't think he's played, played enough games. games. He said his fitness wasn't... I would pick no, someone from the crowd before Effie Ambrose in the game. Colo. Colo, Colo. Colo, Colo. I, I thought the, I the thought Green I Brigade need to come up you with a better. Well, they need to come up with a better chant than that. Um, right, okay, but so like, like we're all going to say Gordon I, I, because I just, I obviously Gordon. I just think. Oh, well, I Liam think Fasson maybe. <laughs> oh, I'll be kidding, kidding. Go back to Green Bay. Yeah, um, but so you would go back three. You would go Lustig, O'Connell, and Effie. Yeah. Okay, that's your back. <laughs> right. Uh, I will get you Brian's first. Um, I would agree with Kian. <laughs> would you play three or five? Kian's going three five two, right? I think he will. I think it'll, it'll be a very similar starting lineup um, as we had against the Imps, where we just came out all guns blazing. Um, but I would, I would play Colaturi with that shadow of a doubt. So Colaturi, would you, so would you play three? Lustig, O'Connell, and Turi. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um, how is this? How is the Norwegian fellow going to? I want to back four, and I want uh, Young Tini. <coughs> I want Kulaturi, I want F. Ambrose and Michael Lustig. So, that's interesting. Uh, not being impressed with Yanko, I was quite impressed with Yanko at the Barcelona no, game. I, I think he's, I think he kind of fits that kind of system quite well. Um, but I think with, with Roberts ahead of him, whereas Tierney doesn't really have anybody ahead of him and in the 3 5 three, he is to the wide one uh, it's probably better to have somebody realistic that has a bit more experience in, in a, or can play a centre half a bit more that, I, I agree with that I think can I just got my uh, slight tight tension there um, Jack Lyons 
on Twitter. He was on uh, not a rival Celtic podcast, but another Celtic podcast, Celtic Underground. And he actually just made a really good point about Tierney and Yanko, which I hadn't actually considered before. He said, and I agree on this when I think about it, they're very good in the defensive third because they're strong. As you say, they stand up positionally. They're good in the attacking third because I think they get past the man. They they want to go ahead. They want to whip and crosses. They're both good. Where they're probably still lacking, which comes with rage as well, is the, is the middle one where they have to be part of the build-up play. And I think that's where both of them maybe still need to develop. But I think that would be crucial to play that three-five-two as well because they will be more involved in the more shorter passes and interplay in the middle one. It's a really interesting point. Just so you're aware, we're a pod like no other, and we have no rivals. Yeah. Although we are all part of a big Celtic family. Yeah. Hashtag. Celtic Redemps family. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Um, okay, so I would probably, myself, I'd probably go um, to you. That's tough. If you're going to go back three, I'd obviously go Lustig. Um, Turi. I probably would put Turi in there. And. Go low. <laughs> It's not going to happen. I don't know if I would. I, I, between O'Connell and um, Effie Ambrose. John I, Kennedy's a better centre-half just now than Effie Ambrose. Um, I don't know if there's that much difference between O'Connell and Effie Ambrose. I would really you t- Seriously, if you're bending up, would you honestly take a chance in Effie Ambrose knowing that he makes massive mistakes in every profile game? You know what? I, I, game I, I, I think played. O'Connell... It's just a chance to have a bad game. Yeah, I agree. I no, think, I, I think I was, I was, I was I, the sort of person that will launch it into the stand. Um, whereas <laughs> launch Ambrose, himself into the stand. Yeah, uh, Ambrose is just he's do you know, do you know who I and he's unlucky. I mean, that own goal against Barcelona, it had to be Effie Ambrose. I mean, he didn't necessarily do anything really wrong on that, but. It's just, I think he's just cursed. He's a parody of himself. So then, why was Tim yeah. not used in the home the away game? Why didn't the world wasn't the world card registered? Because we, we were still trying to get. He wasn't, was so he wasn't eligible for the away leg, but he's eligible for the home leg. Why? It's, <laughs> wait, it's the world card. It, he, he could have been I think Celtic were hoping to strongly word a letter to UEFA. He could have been he could have been registered over last weekend as a wild card, but do you know why they were holding out for Sinclair? Yeah, and they did, and, 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 and they didn't get him. So asking about with that. Yeah, so you just <laughs> answered your own question. So yeah, so you literally <laughs> have just answered your own question. <laughs> no, but my point Put is, your well, finger down. <laughs> no, but then if he's that if he's if he's that much where he doesn't want Effie to play at all, then why didn't he just use Tory as a wild card? Because offensively, we don't need Sinclair at this present moment in time. We do need we need centre halves. You're the one so who said you're, the one, you're the one who said five uh, like twenty minutes ago that we're not creating enough. You said you literally said that we we only had one shot on target, so we're not creating enough. That's worrying going forward. So he was he, he took a risk. So we're fucked by going forward and defend. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it from us. Uh, that Kieran's got the final word. Thanks for listening. No, but I mean, it's, uh, the way they were kind of going with the whole negotiations and the kind of um, the way they're trying to sign Sinclair is getting it's dragging out and dragging out. Well, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll half to that. We'll Let's just to. use him as a wild card and throw him in. Now all of a sudden you're going to use him now, and he's not had any game time. He should have been playing against Barcelona. Um, they didn't take him to Barcelona for a specific reason. I'll find out, Christian. Midfield. Talk. Yep. Midfield. If we're saying so, Keon's going for five in the midfield. One of them would be Tierney, though. Tierney right? left and Robertson right. right. Um, I'm, I'm going three, and I think if if Bitton's not there, I go Brown, Johansson, McGregor. Okay. I would. You'd have Tierney one side, Robertson the other. And I suppose Brown will play, although I'd drop him, and I'd have Johansson and Armstrong in there. So, but you need missing need one more if you're playing three. Why? 
You've got three and there's a five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, Keenan? Mines would be Brown, McGregor, and Big Tam. Tom Rodgers in there as the kind of... Three, four, one, two. Lodgemeister so General. Because then that would give more attack on influence because we still have Brown and, and McGregor. McGregor's engine should get him up and down. He should maybe be told, you don't need to go past the front line. You can just be go so far as a half they can uh, just the edge of the box when we're attacking wise but you obviously have to be the legs with Brown coming back um, and Rodgers in there just just I mean if you've got Rodgers in there with his creativity and you've got Roberts there must be a lot of creativity could be happening there could be a lot of chances created um, for Dembele and Griffiths but what would you do who would you bring on after 20 minutes when Rodgers is knackered <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, obviously, I, I think more realistically it'd be Brown, McGregor, and Armstrong again. I think he's going to go with that. But I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Rodgers in there because if again, if we are so offensive, then we're going to be up that end of the field. We don't need to worry about having to. I, I think. T- t- I mean, you made the point earlier, and I think you probably all play not that dissimilar to the team that played over there. Uh, the risk comes with, I think. Starting Dembele and Griffiths up again, and Dembele goes another 50, 60 minutes without, you know, chasing that goal. I think he might be better coming on. Um, I think I think it would be better, be better from him from a point of view of um, opportunity wise, and he'll be fresher. Their legs will be a little bit, you know, running to the ground a little bit more. They'll have less energy, maybe able to drag people, you know. So going forward, I would actually. Well, that would mean that I would play. If I was to play three Chris at the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought. Sorry, I thought that's what you were building up to there. Sorry, I could just see you dropping that in. Colo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Colo, Colo. I would probably play Rogic off Griffiths. Three, Christ. five with. Or yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's not. It's not a bad idea. I should give Chrissy that number ten. Well, I, I, I mm-hmm. would. Uh, my front three, if I did that, I, I, well. Robertson Griffiths and Dembele on the bench. I would struggle with my left forward. I think not to go completely run out of that. I would I would consider playing Stuart Armstrong there, but maybe Ryan Christie. It might end up being James Forrest. Um I just don't think Celtic has um that left forward position is, is just is, is anybody's at the moment. Well that's what we were talking about on, on Saturday, the fact that I I think one of the reasons he plays Forrest I don't necessarily think he he counts Forrest as a long-term player in that position or in the team, hopefully. Um, but he does bring balance to it because he is a winger. Yep. He's like the only, outside of Roberts, he's the only sort of natural, other than Gary McKay-Stevens obviously injured. And is he up to the task? <clears throat> it's debatable. But I, I'd play him if he was injury free, uh, GMS. But I think it might be actually would maybe start for us just because, as you said, you have a better balance there. I think I think that's why he's playing, and I think that's why he probably will play. Um, but Forrest, I mean, like if you look at the, the home game against Red Amps, where Forrest fifteen twenty minutes really, was phenomenal, yeah. and then Borek Dresk, yeah, <laughs> typically um, disappeared, absolutely disappeared into the game, and that's again, I think in the friendly on Saturday was that against Barcelona. He was awful. James Forrest is he's 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 another one that should be. He only out. played in that side of the Imps because we used Tierney as a back three because we it was almost as if we were never going to need a back three. We were only ever need one defender because yeah. you had obviously was it, it was was it Lustig or was it Janko? I can't remember. It was Janko. So it was Janko and Tierney, 
were playing in a back three of with Eric. So yeah. it was like no, that was literally just one defender. So that's why Forrest fits in. So if it's a back three, Forrest won't play because it would be Tierney would be in there. Oh, you thought about? I thought you meant on Saturday. No, it was Lustig's play. Yeah, Lustig didn't play. So I thought you meant on Saturday. Can I come back to the point I made earlier on that there's players there like Effer, like yeah, James Forrest, Bittons maybe on the way out, and, and obviously you can comments and even more grew. Those kind of players that I, I wouldn't have as a future uh, in Celtic Bitton because he's probably going anyway. But although did you, you, did you hear his in, comments today in these five six games, you you would utilize them, play them because you just need to get through them. But yeah, no, he's he's. Yeah, he had some good work. <sighs> it's just he's, no, no. Just players coming out in the media and saying to me, I, I, I don't know. I he just, says he basically wants to stay and yeah. that is to play for a big club like Celtic's amazing and XYZ. No, he'll he, go if he gets the right. Oh no, I think I just I don't know who's going to come in for him, Christian. I, I think no. I think his form's been so poor over the last you know the last month or so. The season was a, a you, you, you were one of his favourite. You, he was one of your favourite players. Kieran uh, was his favourite yeah, as well. That's true. Look at the, this guy's hip wow. to the hop. But like uh, coming up to, up he, st- he still is. As long as he just loses, it just towards the end of last season, they just they just looked like a kind of attitude about him that I didn't quite like. That he just didn't bother his ass. Whereas, see if he's in top of his game and he's going to his quality, he's probably one of the best players in that squad. Um, but it's all mentality and it's the willingness and what he wants to. Do. I, I like we had talked. To, not to go back over last season, but I think towards the last season, a lot of players were fed up with Isla, and they tried to do that with their performances, and we've seen that with Bitton, because it was like, it was kind of come February, March, it just dipped down the way, it was like, I don't want to be here, I want to get out of here, he obviously didn't want to work on the Isla, and it wasn't going, now obviously he's coming out, well with talks, and he really wants to take here, the chance, I mean, the thing is, Rodgers has quite a kind of aura about him, he's got a reputation, that some of these players will go at, do you know what, I actually want to work with Rodgers, and see what it's like, so now they're seeing, because realistically, I mean, he's, there was talk today about Arsenal were interested and there's some La Liga side. Depends on what teams in La Liga want them, but I mean, it could be ones that are releg- uh, battling relegation. Do you really want to go and play that? Okay, it's in Spain, it's warm country, it's, a, it's La Liga, it's a bigger step this up in the league. This guy said his life out Late dinners. There's probably a stronger chance of reaching the Champions League this time. And Baton hasn't played, he didn't. He did, he came on and got sent off, remember? That's right, yeah. <laughs> It's the Ajax. <coughs> came on Europa, I was in the Champions League. It was the Champions League at home. Came on, get sent off within the first minute. And, right, and, okay. and, and that was Lennon's last season. So I think, I think of, but then I think he's realising that there's a, there's a, there seems to be a better chance with a squad of reaching the Champions League this there, year. And I think there, he's thinking, I want to have a crack at that and this is the best club to do it. I, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, maybe his agent has slyly tried yeah. to see if anyone's interested. No, but the, my point is maybe he's slightly trying to see if anyone's interested. No one is no, interested, no, and, he's, and he's turned to him and he's going, just keep them, just keep and them. And you kind of got, I mean, as, as Kieran said, there's a month left of the transfer window. If if Celtic goes through to the group stages, as you say, you probably want, do you want to play? You want to play in the Champions League at six uh, games? Of course, well? I mean, Champions um, League are West Brom. I know, I know, I know. for Wednesday, even. Um, Champions League goodness. winners in a couple of years, <laughs> a couple of years apart. Um, but I think with Stefan Johansson as well, I think it's easy to forget that football players are, are human beings as well. And if, if he's just he just had uh, his first kid on on Friday, I mean, a he wouldn't want to go to play in a club in another in another country uh, <laughs> when you could, uh, you know, it can be four weeks old by the end of the transfer window. If he, 
I don't think you know you wouldn't want to move anywhere far away with such a young baby either, unless maybe he goes back to Norway alone or something. I don't think so. So just. Let Just me, because of that, I think Stefan Janssen is playing. Let me jump in for uh, a second. Staying, sorry. Get your, in all seriousness, you, you, you obviously f- know more about Johansson than, than we do in terms of... Just um, because he's the, from the same you, place. If you didn't... If you, uh, my point is, last week we decided that we were going to just kind of look at everyone from for the next couple of weeks anyway, from the perspective of just this season. Let's not judge people in last season. So, Stefan Johansson, if you were to... As, as someone who watched him internationally and has watched him before he came to Celtic, we only know him from Celtic and we've seen him be player of the year, one year, and being excellent. And last year where he was gravely disappointing to the point where it's one of the reasons Ronnie lost his job, in my opinion. God bless Ronnie Dyla. Um, point being, where is his best position? And where is Brendan Rodgers going to get the best out of him? If he's fully fit and he's fully focused. Is that a question? I'm asking a question. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was quite a good question. Uh, question. I thought so okay. as well. I don't know why he's in my dressing room. I think... In that... If, if Rodgers is going to use his 3-5-2 system, I, I think that kind of suits him quite well. Uh, I think if he does that, I think Brown will be... Sometimes the deepest one, it depends on Beethoven's name, but I think as as one of those three, I think it's probably his best position as well, where he can, where he can actually, as you said earlier, go on those runs and maybe go even past the defense, because he did that a bit in run his first season as well. But I think with Stephanie Hansen, he's basically had a, from about 2011 12, his career has just only gone one way. Like, his, every season has been better. Then the others, he was player of the year in Norway, he won the league, got to Celtic, then uh, we were player of the year in Scotland. And then suddenly, as you said last year, he kind of just fell off a cliff for, for, I think, a variety of reasons. So it'd be interesting to think, you know, in his position, as you say, just have a kid, one year left of the contract, Brendan Rodgers is coming in. I think he's probably one of the other ones, like Peter, who say, like, you know, if, if I want to stay and see if we get into the Champions League, and if we do... He go maybe even if he doesn't get offered a new contract, he'll go, well, I'll, I'll see this out, you know, uh, and then next season might sign a new one or I might have a good Champions League and have a chance to, to go somewhere else. But he's so, linked with Galatasaray now, Galatasaray I, I, in the Champions I, League. I, he's, he's not going to go to Galatasaray. Yeah, he won't be talking. I, I would actually, I think I said this early doors, build a team around Johansson. I think Johansson had a blip last season, but the way Rodgers plays, um, that central three, whether it's one deep and two in front or two deep and one in front, Johansson fits in there. I think Brown will be the the, the deep line midfielder. Although, do you think that we, we all agreed that's most more than likely going to be the, the case? I, I think I think Brown will go and Brown will be the deep one. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Brown's going to be playing. Yeah, I think he's going to be that. I think he's also like we've said on certain Saturdays, legs are kind of gone a bit now, so he can't really be that busting midfielder anymore. He has to be that kind of. One to sit. You want to say the one to sit back and dictate, but he can't. He can't dictate. He can't dictate. But, but what he needs but to he do is try and up. break up the play. But kind of yeah. like what Victor was. Yeah, Victor but as was long as he does it kind of sensibly, as opposed to breaking up the play, isn't just running into people but like he did against Leicester. So Johansson. So Johansson last season got a lot of criticism. A lot of it deservedly so because he was he was very poor. Still got four goals. Fair enough. Season before that, most eight. assists. Yes, he had uh, he had a lot of assists. Ten, I think. Yeah, double figures. Yeah. Um, last the season before that, thirteen goals. Um, we don't over the last couple of years. It's not probably 
Well, not since Petrov. Probably not since Petrov have we had a box to box midfielders because Commons wasn't a box to box midfielder. In terms of Super Joe. Joe Ledley, yeah, Joe again. Ledley was um, box to box, and he was also good in the air when he was kind of breaking past the, st- the strikers. Yeah, so it's a it's a position that we have uh, we've got a big need for. Again, I thought that was probably where Stuart Armstrong was going to play. I would have, I would have, I, I don't think I would so. rather have Brown, uh, Beaton than Brown, but I think I need to accept it will be Brown, I, and I would have Johansson and Armstrong in front of him. I do. I mean, Louis McCaffrey is a, is a big proponent of this. If you gave me a choice now between in that deep role playing Scott Brown or Scott Owl, I play Scott Owl. Oh, totally. I, yeah. I would play him as a. He's kind of not Palo, but that's probably the kind of. If what kind of Rodgers is, is, is imagining him to be. A bit like Joe Allen was in Swansea. That's well. what I said last week. Last week in the podcast, which you clearly didn't listen no, to. No, I listened. I just, um, Scott Allen's been great when he's come on. It's just that I think the problem we've got is. Um, Scott Brown will be a first choice, even yeah. though I don't think there's anybody here that would have him as a first choice. Um, he's got a lot of attributes in terms of what he brings to the dressing room and stuff. I just don't think he, he should be in the starting level. He can't pass. I mean, for me, this, the, the central midfield, midfielder for Celtic should be able to pass. The Celtic number they, eight should be Paul McStay-esque. Well, that's Paul McStay or even Paul Lambert. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone who is competent on the ball. Is a great passer. The ball can lead Scott Brown. See, last season when when we were in sticky situations, um, Scott Brown didn't wasn't Dialer's in midfield. You you made the comment when Dialer first came in that he, he likes sort of midfield generals. He, he likes generals all over the pitch, people to help and lead. Brown consistently let his manager down. Now, if we're going to be in a sticky situation in the Champions League, are we really going to count on a guy who? For all of his standing, growling at people, and you know, standing next to Messi, and no looking at him, and you know, looking people in the eye, and all that, right? Do you know what? It's all pantomime, and it's all f- it's all fun in games. But see, if you're not delivering on the pitch, you look like a tosser. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's, if this was football manager, you know, you, you'd offer Brown to the other clubs. You put him on the transfer list. You get him out. He'll go. But it, it's not. And with Scott Brown, he's he's too old to get a big move. Down south, he's too young, probably to go to Hibs, go to Hibs and retire. So he's kind of still. He'll <laughs> be in Celtic. He's got a long-term contract for the next two, three years, and he's still only thirty-one. He just turned thirty-one, yeah. So he's kind of Celtic is kind of <laughs> stuck with him. I know that's not, maybe not the nicest words to describe him, having been there for ten years and being a good servant. But they are kind of stuck with him, and and unless if and. So we're just saying, okay, well, we'll integrate him. But I just don't think he's have the qualities. Like Gerard, when he got put back by Rogers, at least he has a lot. You know, he's a better passer, although he's a bit Hollywood. He's, he's still, I think he's, he's he, Gerard is not the most intelligent player, but I think he's more intelligent than Brown. Yeah. I mean, Steven Gerard at 34 was still better than Scott Brown at 31. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd, more, and because, if nothing else, just because, as I said if you're in that central midfield position, you need to be a good passer. That that's an that's an absolute necessity. Uh, as well as, and this is one reason I'm not. I think as a Giri should go. If you're a fullback, you should be able to cross. There are certain there are certain attributes that certain players have to have in positions. I, if you're a goalkeeper and you can't catch, then there's, you can't be a goalkeeper, or you can at least sign for Rangers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be surprised Ooh. if Scott Brown now doesn't just give a diminishing return every season he's going to be a Celtic and he, he becomes more of a problem than he needs to be integrated rather than 
yeah. just eased out. I mean, I think somebody mentioned it in last week's pod. I think it's going to be a bit extreme comparing Scott Allen to Xavi, but that sort of the the player who yeah. you can rely on to take a pass if you're if there's if there's no right. other outball. And it, it um, yeah. Scott Brown can't do that. Scott, 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 Scott Allen needs to be in, in in the middle of of the pitch. Uh, Scott Allen it, just needs a run of games as well. Yeah. Like, see, yeah. we're, we're never people. Scott Allen. I, 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 what I think is going to happen is Scott Allen will probably leave, probably go out on loan somewhere, and then just never come back. He'll, he'll come back, but then he'll be released or whatever. And Scott Allen's just another guy who was just never given a chance. You can laugh all you want about uh, Nadir Chiefji, but never given a run of games. Uh, Skepovic didn't play... Uh, how many games did they play in a role, a role, a role really? How, right? many, how many games in a row as a role? I think if, I think if you're a player, if, if you're coming into a new club, you need, in my opinion, 10 games. Well, Shifty got six last year. He got all six European qualifiers. He, he got four. He got four. He got four, right? And he didn't start all of them. He came on at least twice. No, he, he started the first one. Okay, do, 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 do you think six is enough for a striker? Do you think six games is enough for a striker? But if you're not scoring, then you're gonna, you need someone to score. So, so you're well, John Hartson never scored for, what, ten games or something? Hartson didn't score. Sutton scored his first goal, and then he scored two against he scored against Rangers, and then he went on a run about So Shifty plays ten goals, ten games without scoring, and Griffith sits on the bench? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. It's it's not as black and white as this guy. All I'm seeing is well, there's some positions where you need to hit the ground running. Oh yeah, absolutely. Midfield where you've got a guy who's not but, performing is one of them where I think there should be some leeway. And it's, I, also, I also think a 20, 20 year old coming up from Fulham who's never had the pressure of having to play for Celtic deserves more than three games, three competitive games before he's put in the scrap heap. And I don't think Scott. Allen, I don't but think Scott Allen would do much be. worse than anybody else. No. Scott Allen against Barcelona. Right, Scott Allen versus Barcelona. It was a friendly, but Scott Allen looked t- tidy in possession. He, when he was in tight positions, he he was an outball. He was better. Mm-hmm. Le- he was actually better than Leicester. It doesn't matter. My point that, is, in that position, when he plays that position, he's something different to Brown because he can pass the ball and he looks for the ball in tight positions and he takes pressure off of us. Whereas Scott Brown. All he does is he gets the ball, keeps it moving from side to side, or hits a long pass that goes out. Or he mis- doesn't, he doesn't controls ta- it. Brown yeah. doesn't tackle anymore. I think because the, he can't catch the guys when they're running. In in, in this level, if, if you want to play Scott Allen in central midfield, you need two workhorses beside him in, in a tree that can do the dirty work. And I think somebody like McGregor and Johansson on each other might work because they will get up and down, and they will. They will do that dirty work for him, so he can sit back and, and and do the passes. I don't know if he's is he disciplined enough just to do the simple passes rather than the Hollywood balls that Charlie McGrew would play if you mm. play there. But I, I think that could, that could be coached out, out of him as well, and I think that might be Scott Allen's last chance at Celtic. I think the point is uh, Scott Allen might not be good enough, and this is something yeah. I've said from the start. But but let him let's get, see if he's good enough. Yeah. But, but my point now is you don't do it now; you do it once. Celtic is either in the Europa League group stations yeah, or yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, of course. Uh, and some, then you. some questions um, at James Pat Mac. Uh, who washes the mugs? Um, I wash them, you cheeky bastard. Um, <laughs> Mick uh, at Komsky ninety. Question from his dad: uh, Would football be better, or uh, would football be better if everyone wore black boots? Yes, Kieran, are you like a color? I quite like the colour. Like Kieran, Kieran Tierney wears black boots. Kieran Tierney wears a colour. Paddy McCourt. But Paddy obviously, if, if, you, if you were playing now, isn't if you were a proper hipster, you would play with black boots, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, just a boy, uh, Owen, more, more a request, no squealing. Well, you can suck it. <laughs> Too late. Nah, I'm only joking. That was because Bowden, we were all in hysterics. It was like Beatlemania. It's you, gal. I know, that's me. 
I've got a really horrible voice. I don't know why you let me do this every week, but I do. No, it's great, girl. Because it's all your really kit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Descent. Well, oh, no, he's making a comment about me, and it's about my haircut being awful. Well, you can suck it. See what else has into that? Something I clocked when, on the WhatsApp over the weekend, and I've just checked there. Charlie Mulgrew is still registered as a Celtic player. I'm confused because I thought his contract ended in June. So why is not taking off? This should have been a UEFA. However, because Turi's been added, so it can't be. Any, it can't <laughs> be. It can't be anything about. Oh, they forgot to take him off. Why? Why is his face? Well, before the before the Red Imps game, I was standing waiting for my mate turning up in front of the south stand. Massimo Donati passed me and went in, um, which more, I thought more, was more. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but McGrew went in as well, and I'm standing like I thought he'd be away trying to find a club or something. I thought he was away. I thought he was he wasn't part of uh, the the squad anymore. Unless he's similar to Forrest. No, it can't be similar to Forrest where he runs out in December because he's not even in the squad. He's no. not turning up. I mean, he's been, he was in the holiday just last week, I think when. The, the, uh, the squad was together and maybe the person in there genuinely maybe they've just not updated the website I know oh, they, they have maybe Charlie Mulgrew's new job is running the website and he just wants to keep himself do you know what maybe. that's the best fucking place for it <laughs> yeah. uh, okay not a lot of questions about actual stuff it's more about my duck suit poster <laughs> on my wall from Christian's thingy which is great um, okay oh Steve O'Hughes Steve Meister General uh, evening gents he's such a Pleasant gentleman. Oh, what a class. Has Plate is would you been on? Well, he's not. Nah. He's normally quite nice. Maybe actually do the questions, Carl. Yeah, yeah I didn't, I'll, I'll go for it because I'm struggling. Good, yeah, that means he doesn't it. answer, so we can wrap this up. <laughs> right, but, yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to six hours. So, we kind of touched upon it, but Stephen Hughes, at Stephen Hughes. Uh, evening, gents. Evening, Stephen. Pleasing to see change of shape after 60 minutes versus Astana. Thanks, Stephen. I just mentioned that. Will more tactical options make better use of big squad? So what was that? Can you well more tactical options make better use of big squad? Okay, uh, I think that's a good point. I the thing we've we've talked about the last couple of weeks is how pragmatic Rogers is um, and how he deals with opposition um, when something's not working out well. He will change the formation to suit that. Um, I still think our f- squad is incredibly bloated. As I said before, I I saw I. Th- had in my eyes, in my opinion, that Stuart Armstrong would be a box-to-box midfielder. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think that him and McGregor, as much as they're in the team just now, both of them at the same time, I don't know if that will be the same going forward. And if you had to choose between one of them, it's going to be McGregor. Um, so, it's more options, certainly, but I still think this squad's too bloated no matter what. Okay. Rogers has said that himself. I mean, he's he said when he first came in that the squad is far far too big. I need to cut, but there's not 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 a lot we have out the door yet. So obviously you can't just send players away. You can't just cancel contracts. You obviously try to sell them off. So maybe there's there's not a lot of interest in a lot of the players. So he is kind of struggling to reduce that, and because of that, he's struggling to bring in. But he did say himself, I'm not just going to buy players. I'm going to buy quality. Yeah, so he obviously sees Sinclair as a quality player, and he's persevering. But it may just be down to the way Celtic negotiate deals and when they're putting in their, yeah, their offers. Apart, apart However, I mean, he sounds it seems like he's getting overvalued by Aston Villa. I oh no, it's crazy! Yes. Yes. Up to five million. From what I'm led to believe, uh, we've made about a three million quid. Yep, and a bit too much right. it seems because they bought him for what two two and a half, and 
his his form wasn't great over the season, so he's he shouldn't he's not doubled in price. I think I think we have to trust Rogers that he can look at this player. He's worked with him before. He knows how to get the best. I mean, we paid six. I remember when we paid six million pound for Chris Sutton, and I thought have you been reading up on Chris Sutton before <laughs> we started the pod tonight? This is like the eighth time you've mentioned them. In all seriousness, it's the second. <laughs> it's literally uh, the second. It's more than definitely more than two. That's about the eighth. Uh, but no, when we signed Chris Sutton from from Chelsea, I remember thinking, that, "What's going on?" But trusted Martin O'Neill. Look how it worked out. It went on to be one of the greatest players in the modern modern era. I don't, I don't doubt. I mean, Sinclair, he, like you said, he he worked with him at Swansea, and I think he made them he made them the player that City wanted to pay the big money for. Yeah, exactly. But I just never worked. It's just always a, a step up that he shouldn't have really taken. But at Swansea, he was, a, he was a fantastic player. So if he gets even half of that out for us, then it's going to be a quality player. Oh, has there not been a bit of uh, issue because he changed his Twitter bio or something? He took Aston Villa out of his Twitter bio. Yeah. Um, Brian, let me ask you this. Are you worried with our lack of depth in the goalkeeping department? Because Bailey broke his ankle and he's going to be out for, I believe it's three to six months. Mm-hmm. So at current, we only have Fasan. So if anything was to happen yeah, to Gordon in terms of injuries or suspension, we'd be putting in a guy who's got not very much experience. How does that sit with you? Um, yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. Going out to buy a, a goalkeeper who will be second choice. Um, I don't think it's a great priority just now. Not even that. Third, he would technically be third choice. Well, time for San, and then when Bailey, Bailey comes back, then yeah. Well, the, the idea I had was we bring someone into Christmas. Now, the guy who was uh, Stephen Ward is that a Hungarian guy retired yet? Him and the joggies. Well, from the, yeah, the uh, get, we need to get him. Ward, flat, Ward from from <laughs> from Liverpool. Um, the boy was from Aberdeen. from Aberdeen. He's signed a six-month contract loan deal. I think it's with Huddersfield. It's certainly in the Championship. Um, you want to play though, surely? Well, but it's only six months, so I don't know if you'd say. I don't know. We should maybe be looking for someone. Bring someone in for six months, even if it's an old guy who's like Arsenal brought in bloody not not Arsenal. Liverpool brought in Manninger, who's thirty-nine. You know, someone like that just to be like, you know, even if it's just to help Fasan. But they might be banking on the fact that, I mean, how often did ba- Bailey play last year? He barely know. played, but then that could be a gamble. Cause you know, we, we, get, we've get, we get, what, five centre-halves out just now? You never know what's going to happen. I know, that's what I'm saying. You, we keep, they keep going to the fact of, oh, we'll be fine for six months because Gordon will barely, will barely not play. But then he could all of a sudden have a bat nasty injury the way he has. And then he's in and out for three to six months. And then we're stuck with Fasan. I take it, um, Manuel might be... Up for sale then? No thanks. He's, he's garbage. Manually at Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool brought in another goalkeeper, didn't they? I just said they brought in Meninga. No, did they not bring in another oh, German, did, German did, boy? Just that, as in the last couple of weeks, Meninga. Aye. Aye. I, thought I, thought thought they bought, they I thought they bought another goalkeeper as well. Have they? Christian, uh, you're at Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Karius. Yeah. But he's um, injured his hand. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. So okay, do that. Have you got? Have you got any? Have cool. we got any? Have well, well, quite a few questions we kind of answered already. Murray Boy uh, eighty eight um, talking about the back four and defending moving into a back three. Um, Tierney gave a license to go forward. Kind of covered that one. Brendan Rogers brought on Big Tom from the belly in Astana, brilliant gate management. Yeah, we we covered that one. Chris Amani, uh, it's a familiar name. Thoughts on Scott Brown becoming more of a problem? I think we're very proactive on the questions today. Um, Murray Boy 88 I'm going to come out and say it. I missed the Norwegian fucker. I think it refers to me. Um, <laughs> good on you, Brian. Um, other than that, another Chris Amani question. Uh, do you think Patrick Roberts listens to the pod? Can we change the name to 90 Minute Robo? 
Uh, he's also trying to out people who didn't believe in Robert like uh, he did. So yeah. maybe touch and upon me as well. I think it was myself and Sormani had a, a front against Kieran and uh, Louis, who right, were yeah. they were Team Rogic and we were Team Roberts. So I believe we've won that. Um, That's because we've got no many other wingers. If Rogic was a mate, winger, I think on, Roger, mate, Roger mate, would have probably been another head of me. Me. Oh, 15 of the last few games I've seen Robert's man but see that see, uh, well, see what well, I would well. say is uh, and this was the point I was going to make see the tenacity to continue to try and get that ball which led to the goal could you imagine Forrest doing that Brian <laughs> no never he'd no, have been no chance aye. as soon as as soon as the ball as soon as as soon as he loses the balls or his tackles shoulders go up shrugs his shoulders puts his hands through his hair Takes a big deep breath and walks back. The, the guy just clearly doesn't want to be here, or he just doesn't want to play football, Christian. Yeah, some more comments on the Twitter. Yes, love me some Norwegian sex god. I think that's 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 Paul from Moody. your wife. Yep, uh, <laughs> that's Paul Moody. Um, Ginty has a has a, a question actually. Uh, Brown Scott Brown thinks Aberdeen will be Celtic's biggest test this season. Do you agree? I presume he talks um, about uh, domestic. I think league. again. I think this was another Scott Brown, Brown kind of posturing for the TV today, where apparently he just completely ignored the fact that the Rangers were back in the top league. Um, I th- I don't think you can ignore a team that buys players from the the, the uh, players. Rangers have bought players who other teams in Scotland couldn't buy. Now that's yeah. just a fact, right? So Cranky Iyer wouldn't go to anyone else. He's went to Rangers. Joey Barton wouldn't go to anyone else. He's went to Rangers. So you can't dismiss them. And anyone who says you can dismiss them, I'm not saying they're going to win it. In fact, they could come up and it could be in a complete embarrassment because you know they get absolutely humped off Burnley. Um, I'm not going to say they are going to challenge. All of, and I don't think they will, frankly. No, but I don't think they will either. But you you're right. Yeah, you a guy like Joey Barton. Uh, who was offered a new contract by a, cha- a, championship, a Premiership team, a EPL team, and he knocked it back to go go to Rangers? You would never, that would never happen to any other team. So you have to sit up and take notice. Are they going to be our biggest challengers? No, I think it probably will be Aberdeen. Yeah, but you know, you know, that's just the way. Just it need, is. You just need to give the first four or five weeks and see how they cope against playing the step up of level they've they've not had consistently week in week out. I mean, they, they had that the League Cup. And again, it was they, they, they did a bit of a struggle against Motherwell from what I gather. I think Motherwell were quite performed quite well against them, yeah, and were a bit unlucky. Then obviously they played two or three teams from lower down in the league, got good results, and then obviously come the friendly against Burnley, they were kind of brought back down a peg or two with the fact of no, you, you don't get ahead of yourselves just yet. So we've been trying. Home to Hamilton. It'll be interesting to see how that because they've been. Like, Massimo Hamilton. is going to dominate them. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if Hamilton. I'll make, if, I want to go. If Massimo scores, where he pulls up a shot and kisses the old tat. The he's old coming out. He's coming out the tunnel topless. Just showing but the tat. I, I do think, it. on a serious point, if, if they do get Van Persie, I think they could challenge Aberdeen. I think that's an excellent <laughs> point. Uh, that that whole thing was a lot of nonsense. I mean, that the mate. I'm not. We're, we're not one for you. Do what you want. You read which papers you want. Take whatever you want from whatever media source but that was phenomenal the fact that someone wrote an article that says okay it wasn't real but the fact that they're being linked with something that wasn't real makes them back in the big time that's that's the whole point that was that that is like a parody upon a parody upon a parody that's bizarre rangers fanzines wouldn't even write that because it's so ridiculous i mean it's the fact that sorry that bookies get hooked in as well 
all well, this. But there's, there's loads of Rangers supporters putting money, money on, on it. it. That's, they can only they can if some if a certain amount of people all, uh, want odds on something, they have to get. And odds. it topped off with a great picture from Ibrox at the weekend there. Oh, I the with guy with Van Persie Van Persie in, in the back of his shirt. But, 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 but that's the same as your Celtic Chelsea with a Kelme 10 on the back of yeah. Suck a dick. <laughs> but having said that, I mean, now that, you know, Suarez is, is linked with Celtic again, and I think it's that good to be back e- even time. though that's just something I made up at Friday lunchtime, it really shows that Celtic are, are, are back, back in the back big Particularly when Suarez was photographed wearing the hoops on Saturday. You, so. you almost uh, predicted that one. And hugged Brendan Rodgers. Um, so. You know, we're, 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 we've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, what one? Okay, go on. You go. That's a couple um, of minutes up. A, a formation. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been riding him worse than I do usually. He's been schooling me. Um, like he's at pure gym. Uh, so the the, the aforementioned <laughs> boom. <laughs> pure gym comment. Uh, the aforementioned Ryan Clark. Uh, evening, gents. Any chance of a Ronnie watch hashtag from from Christian? So I think when I'm on, I'm gonna give a Ronnie uh, update. Ronnie watch. Go on. Ronnie Ronnie's been busy and in a couple areas actually. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that sounds really ominous, man. That sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, well, it's coming. Um, That's almost said something there. Uh, but no, he's obviously taken. He'll be the head coach of uh, Vorarenga. Valarenga. Vorarenga. Well, how do you pronounce it? Valarenga. Vorarenga. Uh, from from if you're from Australia, you say Vorarenga. Can, can I can I jump in for just yeah. one second? Okay. My big, first time I ever heard of Valarenga, Vorarenga, what we call them, right? John Carew scored against Chelsea to John beat them. John Carew. The new John Carew. Um, is it pronounced? It's, it's, it's or like some weird. Oh, in, in, in Norway, we said Cardiff. Really? Yeah, Cardiff. <laughs> you, you were saying your own <laughs> players' name wrong. You were saying your own players' name wrong, mate. Um, so. the, um, Hodge has actually just signed a, a Norwegian American striker. Um, he's, tra- he's he's American, but he's trying to. Is he nationalized? His dad is Norwegian. So he's, he's, he's trying, trying to, to grow up in America, but yeah, he's kind of like John Carew uh, light. Is he going to get capped for Norway? There was a, a bit of a push to get him because he was, you know, tearing up the Bulgarian league and as you in do, Norwegian, yeah. it, it's yeah. good to, and we just don't have Norwegian American playing in. But Bulgaria. the national coach actually <laughs> came out and said, "Yeah, we had a look at him, and he's he's not good enough yet." <laughs> so, did they say yet, or did they just say not good enough? <laughs> no, he's it, oh, not ready yet. Um, what age is he? Twenty four, twenty five, and he signed for Hearts. Yankee Bigger yeah. Tenen. Um, I've never seen him play, so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But that's yeah. Hearts get Connor Sam and Tony Watt, this fella, and they're only playing one up front. Hey. And they get one match. 3 5 2. Well, maybe he's going but to. Saying, yeah, Ronnie's uh, going to take over Vorreidinger, which I, you know, is basically uh, the Newcastle Norwegian football. They got all the support, all the money, but they're just a shambles of a club. So he's going to come in. Uh, the sporting, no, they're actually the. Executive uh, director of Stromskusa is joining Wallerenga as well. Stromskusa. Um, so he's that. So as long as Wallerenga avoid relegation, which they should be, uh, Ronnie will be in the Norwegian Premier uh, top flight again next season. He's is around the team now. You're know, traveling with the team, um, but he's also been busy in other areas because he's going to be a dad next month. Oh, Ronnie nice. again. Uh, so son, what position do you play? So, yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an attacking midfielder. We're going to play your left back. <laughs> <laughs> right, anybody's, so anybody's running. His, uh, the the mum to be is actually a Colombian that you met in Glasgow. So you're gonna have an Norwegian <laughs> Colombian <laughs> Ronnie Dyla uh, offspring, which is 
He's going to be the most amazing manager. Ronnie ever. Escobar. That's yeah. um, we're, 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 um, we're wrapping up here. but That was the gossip columns. Uh, let's start yeah. that hashtag, uh, Ronnie Watch. Uh, hashtag Ronnie Watch. Yeah. And you can do any updates. Uh, and it's Valerenga if you're looking for them on Twitter, because you'll never be able to find them. Yeah. Try it's also, understand what it's also John Carew. How do you know that? Because that's how it's spelled and <laughs> said. Uh, Kieran, all about phonetics, yeah. Just as we're finishing off, um, there's been a lot of chat about booing of Effie Ambrose. Boo! Boo, Kieran. Boo. Boo. UEFA rules. Boo. Uh, what, what your thoughts? <laughs> you, you, you're not going to get that chance, Arthur. Uh Thoughts on booing, and I want a kind of fini- finishing point from each of you. It's not, it's not good when it's to your own player, but people are entitled to their, their opinions, and if they want to express it that way, then that's their choice. But I mean, but, but then it's but it's not a it's not a new thing because we had Johansson getting booed towards the end of last season as well. We did, yeah, that was quite highlighted. badly when he was coming on. When he was coming on, they booed him. They booed him on the pitch when he was coming on. As a, it was more, more when he was coming on as, as a sub, um, he was kind of getting quite wo- uh, loudly booed, and it was picked up because players were commenting. I think Scott Brown commented, and then somebody else yeah. commented about the fact of you just got to kind of ignore it and just... Yeah, loudly boo- booed as, uh, un- like the unpopular, quietly booed. Um, Christian? Yes. Thoughts on... Uh, I'm a much bigger fan of the white handkerchief rather than, than booing. I think there's a lot more bourgeois and sophisticated. So, uh, you know... How do you pronounce so. handkerchief in Norwegian? We've just figured out uh, Hipster Valerenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I just say, like, and, uh, Martin Friel on, on WhatsApp, you know, he makes a decent point that he doesn't boo bad players, he just boo players that needs to be uh, cut down <laughs> size a bit. Um, I, I think if, I, I know this is, I know you pay your money, you're entitled to do whatever you want, but if you go to support your team at a game, just support them. You know, I just, I, 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 I just kind of like, you know, it, it actually you. will help the team if you don't boo and if you actually, you know, actually make some noise and support them. Uh, Wait, when was the boo? Actually, I, I, I don't, we were watching it at the pub. We were smashed be, as well. Okay, so it must have been. So it must have been like a wee during the Barcelona game. Aye, it was at the Barcelona game, the, uh, aye, the game which is a bit happened. weird. It's a friendly. Um, so I thought that was a bit weird, and I t- I t- I t- for booing players. The only player that's ever made me close to booing is Daryl Murphy, and he, he was, was oh, horrendous. Personally, I've I've never booed a, a player. I I I don't see the need to. Um, I I don't think it's good form to boo your player. Also, I don't think Effie Ambrose. There are certain players that I've watched at Parkhead throughout the years and last season, by the way, um, that we are not trying hard enough. That we are um, holding back, and that's one thing. That's one thing you can say about F. Ambrose. I don't think he's ever held back. I think he's given it hundred percent every time he plays. I just don't think he's good enough. So to boo someone who is honestly given their all, I just I just think it's that really, you can't. Really that's poor. again back to the love because he tries hard. No, no, no. That's well, not an excuse. Have you ever booed? Have you ever booked a player, at Parkhead? No. Would you do it? If F.U. Ambrose starts <laughs> on Wednesday, maybe. Um, I no, I probably I wouldn't. It's no. completely counterproductive. I oh, no, I know. I but then it's so is... How many times have you been at a Celtic game and you're completely frustrated and you start I shouting and swearing boot, at Boot half-time. Boot full-time. You know, I remember we, me and Kieran went to the Kilmarnock game. It was... I can't remember. Lennon's reign when we were in the Champions League. And Celtic lost. We were 2-0 down to Kilmarnock at half-time. It was some of the worst football I've ever seen a Celtic team play 
ever. Did I boot half time? Yeah, that's how you do it. When players were having bad games on that pitch, did I boo them individually? No, I just, I just don't think that's right. But as key, you know, I'm You're not more a collective boo. I, I wouldn't boo. Oh, I, I'm a socialist boo. Anti-boo. So um, I think the, I think the point is though, it's not this. Ronald de boo. There you go. Yeah, you should. Nice. I found nice. all those podcasts. I found the first Did you? seven <laughs> podcasts. Oh, Rupert De Boer is yeah. the greatest comment on a podcast ever. Yeah, uh, this is completely out of context. Yeah, right. um, so anyway, can we do Senate Gold then? Because we need to do that. Yeah, well, we can do it. We've got. I think we've, yeah, well, I've got the first six, so we can put them. Oh, on the original anyone's, podcast. Anyone's interested? Oh, we were absolutely smashed, and some of them are quite offensive. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's been an absolute pleasure. That's us at the hour and 30, 30 minute mark. Um, yeah, you can follow us. Your best to get is on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic. Oh, oh. Keenan's oh. got a registration question. question. <laughs> no, 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 there's actually one What's the point deadline? that you've what? actually forgot. What? You haven't went round the table for predictions of Wednesday. Okay, yeah, that's okay. first time you've not done that. Okay, fair enough. Hey, oh, thanks yeah. for that. That's Good why show, we're all. Uh, predictions, Keenan, predictions. Also Eight. in the UFO rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Take your time, look here. Yeah, I know, Chris. Surely I'm, you I'm, must. You brought it up. I know, I know. I'm deliberate between 2 and 3 now. It's 2 or 3 now. We're not going to concede. Uh, <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> I never even watched the game. Have nah. you ever watched Celtic? Ever? <laughs> I'm going to go 2 now. 2 now with Celtic. Goal scores, quickly. Uh, Griffiths and B. Paddy. Boom. I think Celtic will score first. I think Astana will. Make it 1-0. I think he's going to go to extra time and Celtic will win 2-1 in extra time. I'll say 3-1 Celtic. Uh, I think it will be 2-1. I think we'll go 2-0 ahead. We will concede a late goal and we'll have a nervy finish. But And then we'll all boo at the end. Just, we'll just for fun. Effie Ambrose scores a winner. But oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, following us, if you're following us at 90 Minutes Cynic, that's where all of our details come up. That's where we promote everything. So check that out. Uh, Facebook.com slash 90 Minutes Cynic. We do do some different stuff on Facebook but it's pretty much the same as the Twitter um, speaker.com slash theme 90 minute cynic we're also part of the Hail Hail Media iTunes. network um, calm, calm down we're also part of the, the Hail Hail Media network speaker.com slash Hail Hail Media so check them out check us out on there if you could go onto the iTunes and if you would be kind enough to leave us a comment that would be very much appreciated it's hard work it's tough, but um, yeah. So if you search for ninety minutes and on speaker um, on iTunes, we uh, we come up straight away. So if you could subscribe and leave a comment, that would be just wonderful. Um, if anyone's interested in doing football without you can reviews on TripAdvisor, that. It's Gals Chan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, football without the fans. <laughs> Football without the fans, yes, <laughs> that's great. Football without the fans. If anyone's interested in getting involved, uh, just tweet us at 90 Minutes Cynic and Brian will take care of all your needs. Hey. Yes, uh, he's, totally. He's yeah. the man. Uh, talking of Brian, Brian, it's been terrific as always. Tremendous. The unit. Yep. God Love bless. It. Good luck to Green Bay Packers in the upcoming American football season. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Uh, the administrator, Christian Wolf. Thank you very much. Looking terrific. Taking care of business. And I'll, uh, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for that. Kieran Haran, um, enjoyable as always. The freight train, smashing through emotions and feelings like a monster. And <laughs> smashing UEFA through the UEFA rule book. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Uh, hope uh, Boston Celtics do well in the um, March Madness. That's a thing. That's ice hockey. The Celtics skill. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. NBA are playing in London. Actually, they're bringing a 
regular season game to London. Are they, Same yeah. as the NFL does. That's yeah. really interesting. Oh, can you give me more details about that later on after the pod's finished? Visit www.nba.com. Why don't you follow slash international series? Just follows proper sports like wrestling. Why don't you go to www.bothyouguyscansuckit.com? Uh, that probably is a website. <laughs> don't go yeah, there. Actually, that's a very good point. <laughs> don't even search for it on Google. You'll get. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. Boo, boo, colo, colo, colo. <laughs> really?